Hey, this is Keith. Some feedback we have received suggests we should condense our episodes. Our episodes will probably always be between 30 to 60 minutes, but in the process of researching our regular episodes, I see many cases. I've put together what I call e-crime bites nibbles. In computer land, a nibble is a half a bite. That's a little nerd humor for you. Nibbles will consist of a few minutes highlights of each case. We won't have a set schedule for these nibbles either. I first started releasing these nibbles on YouTube and they were liked well enough that Seth and I thought that the audio only audience might enjoy them too. Let us know what you think. You can contact us through the top menu of our website, which is eCrimeBytes, spelled E-C-R-I-M-E-B-Y-S-N-Yellow-T-E-S.com, eCrimeBytes.com. And don't worry. Our regular episodes will continue as regular as well. Now here is an Eat Crime Bites nibble. Hi, do you ever wonder where stolen identities come from and what happens with them? Stick around to hear how over 30 conspirators stole thousands of identities to make over $9 million of the $22 million they tried for. had to read this case for myself when the ringleader was named Boo Boo. William Anthony Gosha III, aka Boo Boo, was the ringleader of a multi-million dollar stolen identity tax refund scheme. With his co-conspirators, Boo Boo filed over 8,800 tax returns claiming over 22 million in fraudulent refunds. The IRS paid out approximately 9 million of that. Stolen identities came from many sources. The data mainly came from where co-conspirators worked and were insiders, such as the Alabama Department of Corrections. A person was able to get the inmate information there. Another person worked at criminal or a commercial company and could get information there. Another person worked at the Alabama Department of Public Health and could get information there, along with the Alabama Department of Human Resources. Another person had access to the Fort Benning Hospital, so data for military personnel, including soldiers that were deployed in Afghanistan, was, that data was also stolen. So then conspirators opened sham tax preparation businesses with these IRS EFIN, which is electronic filing numbers, and they started filing fraudulent tax returns in all these victims' names. They also received blank check stock, so they were able to take these blank checks and start printing checks. But when financial companies stopped their ability to print checks, the groups did something that I had to stop and read twice. They started bribing several postal employees, not just one, several postal employees to intercept fraudulent tax refund checks that they had sent to just places around the city. So they had postal employees grabbing these fake or the fraudulent returns that are going to what are supposedly victims' names, but they're going to real people that aren't supposed to receive them. So the postal service person grabs it and then gives it to the criminals later on, which is mind-blowing to me.
A mother of a U.S. Army soldier that was a victim of this U.S. identity theft scheme said the following. While my son was fighting for our country and all back home, I received a very disturbing phone call from an agent from the IRS that my son, while at Fort Benning training to defend our country, the land of the free, had his identity stolen and fraudulent tax returns were filed with his social security number. This news was devastating to think that my 19-year-old son, who was defending the very freedom this country stands for, was wronged by one of those people he was willing to die for. My whole family could not believe what was happening. We now had to worry about this terrible act by one of our own. As I tried my best to keep composed and handle all of this gruesome mounds of paperwork to get all this straightened out with the IRS, my son was then denied his tax refund as a result of this scheme. He created a financial, this created a financial hardship on him. We were too afraid to tell him while he was deployed because we did not want him to worry and we wanted him to focus only on getting back home alive and not have to worry about such an atrocious act by someone who did not even know him. Boo Boo was sentenced to 30 years while his conspirators were sentenced to the 15 years range in prison. Listen, if you enjoyed this eCrime Bytes electronic crime quick update, you will probably enjoy our longer formatted podcast as well. I'm going to link the, play, the playlist to our longer formatted podcast here, and I'm also going to link it at the end of this video. Hope to see you there. Thanks. Bye.